Are you also tired of one-size-fits-all weight loss plans? Meet Noom, the personalized solution that meets you where you are. Noom is able to understand your unique needs, from dietary restrictions to medical concerns. Unlike restrictive programs, Noom embraces your lifestyle and choices. Discover a sustainable approach to weight loss, tailored just for you. Honestly, Noom felt like it was made for me. It's not just about what I eat. It's about understanding why. With Noom, I've learned so much about myself and built healthier habits that stick. It's all about progress, not perfection. Say goodbye to restrictive diets and experience the Noom app for yourself with personalized lessons and expert coaching. Noom's psychology and biology-based approach has helped over 5.2 million people achieve their goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. <laughs> Welcome to Burning in Hell. Okay, I've been chasing this interviewee for a while. I've been manifesting. If you're into PR moves, if you're into marketing, if you're into coming up with creative concepts, this is our messiah. I have the queen here, Robin Del Monte. If she gets a little more famous, she's going to go as Del Monte. Yeah. Welcome to Burning in Hell. Thank you so much. When I get the blue check mark, it'll be Del Monte. Like yes. that's, we'll, we'll, yes. we'll switch it then. I'm Bernair. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm a huge fan of you. Oh and God. I think what you've been doing is incredible, which we'll talk a little bit more about. But I love your straight interviews. And I feel like you've been adapting really well to like all the new social media outlets and how you can put your comedy out there, Giggly Sweat out there and Burning in Hell out there. You're doing really well. Oh my God, I love that you started the interview talking about me because that's my favorite thing. Yeah, no. I'm similar to you and that like I'm an idea person. Mm -hmm. I love coming up with ideas mm -hmm. and just throwing it out there. And I think that's why I was addicted to your content because you are just like full of nonstop incredible different ideas that you just throw at the board. And I yeah. think it's really inspiring. Do you ever get nervous that people are going to judge you and be like, that idea is stupid? Um, I just don't go on Reddit um, because That's a really that smart thing is my fan the fan non fan club of Girl Lost Town who says these ideas are stupid is basically Reddit but I don't really care because um, they're not getting paid to come up with ideas I am yeah and I also think that like if the most successful people in life at first their visions were being understood because like it was out of the box but that's what made them successful so it's almost like if you can't understand the vision or don't like it that's completely fine that just means it's i'm being like an innovator and doing something new and um hopefully the people who are in charge of coming up with these campaigns and casting them like will like them so for people who don't know in depth what robin does she 
she comes up with well actually can you explain it better than me yeah no because sure. <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to butcher your art my craft okay yeah so basically i love your work i come up with creative direction pr moves pr predictions basically Everything that has to do with pop culture, I take that knowledge and then I put it into like marketing and branding terms. So for example, I'll be like, here's a Super Bowl commercial ad for Uber that I just came up with. Or like, here are PR moves for Hannah. Mm -hmm. And I just list what I think they should do creatively, brand wise. And the very first one I ever did was PR moves for Madison Beer. I was (gasps) so hungover on my couch. I had like mascara dripping down my face and it was one of the ones where like you just throw it up. I didn't think anything of it. Um, And then it just kind of blew up in the sense where people were commenting, do me next, do me next, do me next. I wish that happened in my dating life, but it doesn't. (laughs) But then I just started making all these PR moves videos for these celebrities and brands and then brands and celebrities started taking notice (gasps) and we started to monetize it in the sense that now I do creative consulting on the back end and forward facing. I do a lot of work with like pop culture and traditional brand deals. So it's it's been a whirlwind. I just started fully doing this in January. I literally have chills. This this is the kind of stuff that gives me life. Yeah. And f- I have TikTokers on and I'm not saying they're not incredible because they are, but you are a unique style of TikToker where you're actually taking your like nine to five gig mm. and you're still doing it, but just like the way you want to using a modern day platform. Yeah. yeah. But your story is so fucking good in that the classic, like you were applying for jobs. Yes. I just have to repeat what I heard on one of your TikToks. You were applying for jobs. No one was hiring. No. And now in resumes for PR jobs, they say, we want girls who follow Girl, Girl Boss, Boss Town. Town. Yeah. Which is just crazy. Shivers down my spine. Yeah. I could not get a marketing job in Boston. I was working at like insurance companies doing like email chimp marketing campaigns. It's like so not creative. Yeah. That didn't pay well. And I was applying to these massive companies in Boston. I couldn't even get an interview. Mm-hmm. And now... I just saw somebody last night at this event and they're a Gen Z marketing firm and their interview process or like they don't take resumes. Instead, they say make a girl boss town TikTok. That's like their application process, which is just the face of wild PR. It's insane. But I also think you've shown probably so many girls didn't even know they were interested and now Mm -hmm. they'll get inspired by you because sometimes PR is just crap. Yeah. Like and I'll you know, ever like look at. Uh, sometimes I feel like you could do your own PR better than like someone who like got you an article in Bustle or like that kind of stuff but also even commercials as a comedian because I used to make a lot of branded content and I still do for Mm -hmm. myself but I used to work for Betches actually yeah and I used to make creative videos for them um which was so fun for me and then you'll watch stuff on TV and I know it's cable and I know there's a lot of restrictions but I'm like is that the best campaign they could have done sometimes I watch things on TV and I'm like it's somebody's job to like make this and it has to go through so many rounds of people watching it and I'm like and that's what they came up with or it started probably really good and then it gets yeah. so fucking watered down no 100% by some higher up who was like we need to use this concept because it was approved by the big guy no exactly and kind of going back to like inspiring like what PR is I grew up watching the hills mm-hmm. obviously Same. and everybody wanted to work for Teen Vogue everybody wanted to work <laughs> in fashion yeah. and now I feel like this generation is looking at TikTokers and influencers and being like oh I want to be an influencer Influencer. Mm-hmm. I want to switch that narrative and be like, ah, to inspire girls, guys to want to work behind the scenes, to want to be creative mm-hmm. and like show that side of things, which I love because growing up, um, 
watching the hills it's like it inspired you to do that i want to inspire more people would to get you have into gone this to industry. paris um yeah i would want to say yes now yes 22 year old me maybe not especially if they were like a virgo or sagittarius <laughs> but like it's, that's like a whole other story and i've never left the country which just shows how addicted to men i am um but i'm gonna start traveling now i'm gonna start Wait, traveling i'm obsessed the cool thing about our job is that we can travel like we don't yeah. have that nine to five however because we don't have the nine to five we don't have vacation days yeah which means you can work yourself into oblivion yeah so that's like a kind of thing that you will start navigating yeah what was that first madison beer campaign if i may ask so i think that madison beer is very interesting in the fact where like she will always get hate because of the way she looks mm -hmm. and not because she's ugly but because she's beautiful mm -hmm. so I always say like when somebody's extremely beautiful and talented you need to give more depth to them because people are going to hate them regardless of what they do so I think the D'Amelios did an amazing job with their Hulu show which then switched the narrative because you got to actually see who they were and what it's like to be them and not just judge them from the outside mm -hmm. so I think that she I said that I think that she needs to do more docuseries type shows to show off her talent and her personality mm -hmm. and not just being a pretty face. Mm -hmm. And then there's some other like uh, I wanted her to do a paper magazine cover, just other mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. But um, as a consumer like you, mm -hmm. I feel like uh, like kind of what you what you were saying before all of these people in these boardrooms being like no the campaign needs to do this no the campaign needs to do that people need to start tapping native creators to be a part of that process because we see somebody like madison beer and we know what we want out of it mm -hmm. but these people in the boardrooms don't there is that disconnect and i think you are almost like bridging the gap mm -hmm. of of knowing how to like verbalize what the campaign should be because yeah. like I totally agree with you I heard Madison Beer sing like twice and every time I've been like holy shit she's good why do I not know that yeah like why is she not everywhere and it's fascinating now how have you used your own PR knowledge mm -hmm. of helping everyone else help you with your own career path so at first I used to try to come up with like strategic moves of what I could do to get ahead in this industry and none of them worked. So I was like, maybe I'm not a PR guru, but the more that I just like stayed true to like who I was mm. and was every time I post a video, I think if I was scrolling in my bed, would I stop and listen to this? Yes. Like, would I stop and listen to this right away? And if that's yes, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I feel like that's the right direction. I just try to think of it from the consumer's standpoint, but then also staying true to, like, who I am. And I feel like I've gotten so far from where I am in the industry just by being myself. Yes. So trusting that is really important. I feel like there's a bunch of different people in your ear at all times trying to tell you these things. But it's like my career is being myself. Yes. So I have to stick to that. You have a unique way in your videos where I really feel like you're talking to me. Yeah. You know, some people it's you can tell they're like, hey, guys, and you feel so disconnected from them. Like, I feel the same way right now than when I watch your page and yeah. you come up on my FYP insane. So I'm definitely like your ideal demo. Cute. Not trying to compliment myself, yeah. but I am. But I also feel like I love the way that you talk about people's careers in a way of like you're always shifting you're always changing how to evolve like there's yeah. something really exciting about that and it's funny like I just started doing these man the street videos I used to literally only post tweets on my Instagram like my stuff has changed so much but it's always been in, like something that 
Like I've never, someone was like, why don't you start your own page of just tweets? And I'm like, cause one day I'm going to wake up and I don't want to do tweets anymore. And I know it's going to happen. Exactly. And I did it for a long time, but I knew one day I was going to wake up and things were going to change. Mm-hmm. And I love seeing how you see how other people can evolve and you like have the pulse of everything. Mm-hmm. Have there ever been brands that have literally been like, I'm going to do that? Um, not necessarily I'm going to do that, but have reached out to work with me from like a consulting standpoint. That's amazing. Yes. That's like my bread and butter. And that's what I want to continue to do more of. And I feel like as the industry is evolving and as my career is evolving, it's so nice to see that brands are actually wanting to tap native creators like me to be a part of that process. Yes. Because at first, like nobody's like, it's like, yeah, I have all these cool creative ideas on TikTok, but it's like, can she actually implement it in the boardroom? Like, is this something that we can actually apply to like our process? Mm -hmm. And as time has gone on, I've been working with brands and seeing what works, what doesn't work in that process. And I mean, my end goal is to just be on the creative side full time doing that. Mm -hmm. So it's great um, that I'm being given these opportunities, but it's also great that I'm doing traditional brand deals and things in front of the camera. Cause now when I do the consulting, I know what it's like from both sides. Yes. And I love multiple sources of revenue. I'm not yeah. trying to stick with one thing. Cause you never know who's going to one day be like, Oh, we can't do this. I know yeah. it'd be fucked. I think you need longevity in the industry. And I think if you go into the, go into your career with the mindset of like, I'm going to take what's given to me right now and like utilize it to its full potential, but then always consistently have your long-term vision of having longevity in the industry on the back of your mind, Mm -hmm. then you'll be successful. So in terms of like a day in the life of Robin, do you just, do ideas just come to you or do you like tell yourself like, okay, we need a certain amount of ideas this week or you, you scroll and do research for a certain amount of time. Like, is it structured or is it more like fly by your pants? So I have this cute thing um, (laughs) called depression. Um, Yeah, no, it's like, I actually think it's on sale right now. Um, But so when I try to force ideas, I'm the same way. I'm just so hard on myself Um, and I'll get into this rut of being like, okay, like I don't have any ideas right now. Like I'm a piece of shit. Like I'm not like I'm imposter syndrome. Like I'm not this PR guru or whatever because I'm putting pressure on yourself, putting pressure on myself. And when your creativity becomes your career, there's so much pressure and weight. So I, within the first couple of months, I had to navigate that and like how I'm going to approach this with keeping my mental health in check. Mm -hmm. Um, so I never try to wake up and be like, okay, I need this amount of ideas. But the less pressure I put on myself and the more just like sporadic and like it just comes to me and I put it out there and I pop it out organically and naturally, that's when things go well. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to take a break and to like not do it. Because yeah. I feel like as a creative, the best ideas I come up with are when I'm in a rut and just like shut everything out. Like when I'm in a rut, I'll go on a walk with no headphones no phone, which is so hard for me because I constantly need yes. noise in the background to yes. distract myself from my thoughts. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> but if I just go on a walk, no music, no nothing, and just let my brain like actually work and not be hard on myself, like that's when the best ideas happen. But I do wake up sometimes. The notes app in my phone is like my bread and butter. Same. So I just sh- like write down everything in my notes app and then come back to it when I need to like pump out content. I'm very similar. I also feel like with comedy, people can tell if you don't like the joke or if you like force a joke. Mm -hmm. So it's like, 
if you're excited about the idea, people can tell. Mm -hmm. And also with comics, we always say like sometimes to you have to just live mm -hmm. to get new ideas. Exactly. Like, it's not going to come when you're just sitting like, <laughs> <Yeah>. come <laughs> to me. <laughs> Literally. It's like when you're out with your friends that's and they talk about something yeah. and then you start like yeah. thinking or you, something happens to you. That's when I get my jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Like with Twitter, I would never be like, okay, I need, to, it would always be like middle of the night and I'd be like, hmm, isn't it weird that? And then I yeah. just do like 20 in a row. Yeah. And exactly what you're saying, like you get inspiration just like naturally as well like yeah. just throughout your life but um that's hard to do like when I feel like this career and like can also be a little um lonely because a lot of my friends at home are like doing their traditional nine to fives and I'm just like in my apartment just like chill in there yeah. so I have to um consistently be like okay like get out there um try new things like don't just like sit in your house and just like try to faster PR moves because yes. it's like not gonna be a thing yeah but um yeah I say I would say it comes naturally I do feel like I People think I'm weird. It's kind of like a That's a Raven thing, too, mm. where, like, I'll literally, it'll just come to me, and I'll be like, holy shit, like, and I'll jot it down on my phone. Um, well, you've had, like, insane predictions, I feel yeah. like, and I'm obsessed with that. It scares me. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was in third grade, I got sent to guidance because I was reading all the kids' palms on the playground, and I'd be like, you're going to be a doctor. Oh, your boyfriend is going to dump you when you're 20. Like, I would just, like, tell my yeah. friends' futures, yeah. and then they would go home and be, like, crying to their parents, like, I'm going to get dumped when I'm 20. Um, but I <laughs> always felt like I have such strong intuition. I don't know if you can relate to this. Like when I was in class when I was younger and they'd be picking partners to be like, okay, Robin's going to be with Hannah. Like I knew that they were going to say Hannah. Like I just, I don't know if I'm like Teresa from the psychic show <laughs> or like I just like am cracked out on Adderall. Like I don't know what it was, but yeah. I could always just like feel people's energy and have strong intuition. Yeah. But with pop culture, my predictions, I think it's kind of like um, trend forecasting in a yes, way. Yes. But then also some of it's just like weird. Like the Chloe one was the weirdest. Mm -hmm. I predicted the month Chloe was going to have her baby, the fact that she was going to have it with a surrogate, the the fact that it was going to be a boy and the fact that Tristan wasn't going to get involved because there'd be another scandal. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's scary. It was You're weird. Me out. And then Chloe the day that started blowing up, Chloe went and like liked a couple of my personal Instagram photos. And I was like, I think this is her being like, I see you. Like, and didn't yesterday she posted you? Courtney no, posted Courtney. Me. Okay, so they're obsessed with yeah. you. I've had a couple of Kardashian interactions that have literally made me froth at the mouth. But I mean, they love a PR move. Yeah, they are a PR move. PR they are PR <laughs> yeah. move. Yeah. But I do think there's something to be said about intuition. But do you think being someone who's intuitive and probably like sensitive affects like depression or your mental health yes. <laughs> like how is your mental health my mental health right now currently is okay I would never say great mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever felt great in my life not in a depressing way mm -hmm. but I feel like I have the same big three as Kanye mm -hmm. I'm a Gemini sun Pisces moon cancer rising You're the same as Kanye yeah wild so I think that's why I'm very creative I'm very outgoing but at the same time I'm so sensitive I'm so nostalgic I'm so in my feelings at all times what do you mean by nostalgic so I crave the past and like I am always looking back at my childhood or even like things I did with my friends in high school, just craving what was in the past and not looking forward to the future. And that is also depression. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's also oh, called yeah, depression. Depression the past, anxiety is yeah. the future. But I, yeah, I struggle with that too sometimes. But I also think it's the past is so rose-colored glasses. It is. Every situation is so yeah. rose-colored glasses. And then you realize, like, even though you thought you were having fun, then, yeah. like, 
any hardship, I will I'll always be like, oh, before this horrible thing happened to me, exactly. I was so innocent. Exactly. I was so pure. Mm-hmm. I was so light when like that wasn't the case. Yeah. And second of all, I'm so much wiser now because of like the scars I have. 1000%. Like and that I- girl was an idiot. Yeah. No. no. And like, I- so cute. But an idiot. <laughs> a little, like a little skinnier, but an idiot. <laughs> but I love that you said nostalgic. I've never heard someone talk about that as like a problem. Yeah. But you nailed it. Yeah. And I also think that like what you were saying, like obviously it makes you stronger. But I, I do believe that because I think that I now have the perspective to know what it's like to like be in a really bad headspace and to go through shit. So even when I'm really worried about things or like so stressed, I have the perspective to know like, dude, like- I've been through worse. I've been through so much fucking worse. And like the reason I'm here right now is because that bad spot like literally put me where I was supposed to be for something good to happen, Yeah, which is like a TJ Maxx sign. But yes. like, it's the, I, I think that's the truth, 100%. Do you, I was gonna say, how's your mental health now versus before you were TikToking? Um, So I feel like now it's a different type of struggle because before I wanted to be successful, I wanted to be financially dependent. Like I wanted the things that I have now and that's why. And then also I had gone through some grief and trauma and I lost my mom and I was just trying to figure it out. Like I was felt like I was kind of like alone and like didn't know where I was going in life. And now I know where I'm going in life and I'm so confident in that and I'm so proud in that. But the pressure and me comparing myself to myself mm. is what makes me struggle. So it's like, I've always wanted this. And now that I have it, I'm looking at myself being like, well, do I deserve this? Or like, should I be doing more? Like, yes. it just like switches. Like, I don't and think And that's over. the entrepreneurial battle. I yeah. it's all the time. And the little devils have heard it. Nikki Glazer gave me really good advice once because mm. she says she suffers from imposter syndrome. Yeah. And she told her therapist and that he was like, so you think you're so smart that you've tricked every single person yeah. to think that you're yeah. whatever you are. No, exactly. And she's like, no, you're right. Where it's like, you didn't trick anyone. Yeah. Like no, you didn't sure. ask for them to think that your content was incredible. Yeah. Which is super powerful. Yeah. But and it's but it's also, I feel like as women, we're raised to like not feel great about ourselves mm-hmm. and to not be like- To oh, nitpick everything. Yeah. And also just like for me to be like, yeah, like I'm fucking successful. Like I'm smart. Like I can do this. Like if I walked around like that, people would be like, this girl is so stuck up. Like she's so like not if you're a guy, you're just like yeah. an assertive but, but I, even I talk to like the people I work with on my team, I'm like, I just have to own it. It's like- yeah, like I'm going to be confident in these business decisions. Like I'm going to go into these meetings being like, you know what? Like that kind of fucked me over. So like, I'm not going to do that anymore. Do you deal with a lot of men in these meetings? Um, Actually, like I I do work with, I think it's equal. I, I actually do think it's equal. Maybe even more women, which is great. Um, But on some of like the more traditional companies that I work with, there are definitely more. Men. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's good to see that like, the things are shifting because the boardroom used to be like yeah, so no, exactly. dominated by exactly. men. And yeah. now there's like the female voices and the yeah. perspective. And I think also like a lot of like, like I am gravitated towards brands that are like run by women yeah. or like, because that's just, it's not you can tell. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah. Are you also tired of one size fits all weight loss plans? Meet Noom, the personalized solution that meets you where you are. Noom is able to understand your unique needs, from dietary restrictions to medical concerns. Unlike restrictive programs, Noom embraces your lifestyle and choices. Discover a sustainable approach to weight loss, tailored just for you. Honestly, Noom felt like it was made for me. It's not just about what I eat. It's about understanding why. 
With Noom, I've learned so much about myself and built healthier habits that stick. It's all about progress, not perfection. Say goodbye to restrictive diets and experience the Noom app for yourself with personalized lessons and expert coaching. Noom's psychology and biology-based approach has helped over 5.2 million people achieve their goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. In Puerto Rico, we call ourselves Boricua. We are proud, passionate, and full of life. On our island, adventure finds you. Strangers aren't strangers for long. The size of the audience doesn't change the beauty of the music. And we celebrate every last ray of sun. Live Boricua. Did you come up with PR moves for me? I did. Can you spell? Okay, I have a couple. Um, so first and foremost, I think that you should write a comedy book called The Burn Book, <gasps> like Mean Girls. And I think each chapter should start with a hate comment. Like, that's the name of the chapter. And you kind of, like, dissect that hate comment and, like, put your little comedy twist on it, but also, like, write about yourself and write jokes about it. You know what I mean? It's so funny because I've thought of The Burn Book title but i didn't know what to do with it yeah i also i think it could be funny too yeah talking about like shitty things that have happened to me exactly. and making fun of it and like getting a lesson out of it exactly but each one starts with like a hate comment or a preconceived notion about who you are mm -hmm. and you kind of break that down in a funny way you yeah. know what i mean kind of like celebrities reading mean tweets but it's like <laughs> that would be like the book and it could be like a comedy book but also talking about like the shit that you've gone through you know yeah. what i mean because it's like the burn book is also in mean girls it's everybody's like hateful comments about people that they are like judging just from like what they know on the outside which i think has happened to you you know what i mean you can like kind of break that down i also love that you've you've noticed kind of my weird progression and stuff because before reality tv i was a comedy producer mm -hmm. but like people didn't know that really yeah. and then tiktok has is like a very strategic thing that i do because instagram was just full of reality tv fans mm -hmm. so tiktok gave me this new community that didn't know me from yeah. reality tv and now like people see me and they go oh my god i love your stand-up i love your man on the street mm -hmm. and that's given me like a new life yeah in terms of like what i feel like my i want my brand you to can, be yeah you can control that narrative exactly which is great and speaking of tiktok i love the stuff that you do on the street it's like everything but to bring like burning and hell on the street, you could have a, a, like a segment called purgatory, which is like where you go like it, to decide if you go to like heaven or hell, which in Catholic terms. But like you could interview people and call it purgatory and decide like if they decide if they should be like burning in hell for their decisions or like go to heaven. You know what I That's mean? Fun. Which is like a cute little segment. And also, I just think that Your what brain you're works so fast. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's really good. No, it's like, <laughs> stupid. Um, like I would need notes for this. You're like the waitress that doesn't write anything down. You're I like, did you remember that? Yeah, you're that girl. Yeah, my group in the restaurant industry, my dad actually was um, <laughs> opened up the first like dozen Outback Steakhouses. So like I Shut am up. the Bloomin' Onion. Yes. Oh, you are the, the Bloomin' Onion. <laughs> Lots of layers. Yeah, like I am exactly like Shrek and Onion. Like I'm the Bloomin' Onion. <laughs> Literally, like I, I always tell people, I'm like, I was conceived in like an Outback parking lot. My dad got the call like 
when I was being born too. Like I am the Outback Steakhouse. That's my vibe. You know what I mean? Oh my God. Outback Steakhouse energy. Mm -hmm. The last thing I was going to say for you is to like show off your personality and your comedy more from the perspective of ask, like thinking like these people do not know me from reality TV. Like just keep on doing the career that you're doing, especially in comedy. I think that you have a massive career ahead of you. And I also think that like your past is so interesting and that's something that you could write about like in a book format. Mm -hmm. But I think that like you don't even need to focus on that shit. Like it's gave you to where you are today, mm -hmm. but you're continuing to grow just from being yourself yeah. and to like focus on that. And also I was saying this before the podcast, the Giggly Squad in Boston is literally, and your fans in Boston in general are obsessed with you. Oh <laughs> so you need to do more pop-ups and things in Boston. Yeah, I feel like we're at this point where Giggly Squad was literally a hobby for us, which is kind of like with you, like yeah. posting on TikTok, we just, it came from, it was never a money grab. It was literally us just wanting to spend time together and talk shit during the pandemic. And now you're doing an express campaign. <laughs> You're like, it wasn't a money grab. And then it's like laughing. You're posting like in glam. Like, Dude, I had one of these moments where I was like, like Paige was a child model. A like, limited two. Limited two. Like you know? that is the biggest hierarchy. Like if yeah. you fucking modeled the limited two, like, like you. We all looked at her probably yeah. while we I were did. shopping. She started my mental illness. Like <laughs> she literally. It all goes back to Paige. Yeah. But I'm sitting there and I realize like, oh, it's not an express like, you know, social media bullshit. Like I'm literally getting a photographer taking photos of me in the outfits and they're not having me like make jokes and i'm like no. little hannah would never have thought are you a model I, could be a fun, <laughs> I, I mean supermodel some would call me some yeah. would call me supermodel i literally thought you were hadid <laughs> yeah <laughs> i did put my hair in a slick back ponytail yesterday it took forever worth it that. um a little headache at the end but worth it but it's it i love how both of us are similar in a way where i feel like we don't have like limits as to like where our career can yeah. go no, and exactly. like both of what we do wasn't something that as a kid we could have written down and no. been like this is my goal and there hasn't been a steady ladder to how we got to when where you we were. when you were growing up like what would you say you wanted to be when you were a tennis older player. tennis player yeah. i always wanted to be a tennis player i go into us open this week and i turned to page and i was like this is what i wanted to be and I, I mean, this is close to tennis player. I it's giving Serena. Actually, yeah, it's good. I give tennis player energy. Yeah. But also stand up, you're traveling alone. T tennis and stand up are both these like individual type, like emotional battles mm -hmm. that I like feel comfortable. I mean, now yeah. I feel more comfortable in. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's interesting how like these things happen in your life and redirect you a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm very excited to see just like, I feel like you're going to take over Thank the PR space and be such a voice. Yeah. And you're speaking from like a place that's needed sometimes. Mm -hmm. And you're really transforming the landscape for it to be like fun and interesting and risky. Yeah. And now brands, they're leaning. Remember before brands would be just like so safe. Yeah. And now with streaming services and stuff, they're like, we want crazier. We want dirtier. Mm -hmm. And that's really exciting. I just, I like... I'm like such a, I hate when people call themselves a nerd. It's like mm -hmm. the biggest pick me like I'm a nerd. Uh, but I am such like a branding and marketing and advertisement nerd. Like I just remember even when I was younger watching commercials and like if it evoked emotion in me mm -hmm. and I like remembered it, like that was special to me. Like yeah. there's certain commercials right now off the top of my head that I watched when I was in second grade that I was like, whoa, like it, I just remembered it now. Like, and I think that brands kind of strayed away from that in the 2016, 2018 era because they just were grabbing influencers and being like, oh, they can push product. But it's like, why are we pushing this product? What is this product story? Like, what do we want people to feel when they see this product? Yep. Rather than like, we just want them to buy it because blah, blah, blah is using it. Yeah, and I think 
even when you like look at Sephora before it used to be just like a couple big name brands yeah. and now because of TikTok all of these brands are blowing up so like yeah. there's never been a bigger opportunity for brands to come out of anywhere because you don't have to buy the like yeah kind of um advertising yeah. in the past so like it, it's such a need for you to be like a person that yeah. teaches these brands. Yeah. Are we doing a master class? Are we doing a TED talk? What's what are I we mean, that's a goal of mine. I'm speaking on my first panel next week. Yeah. Um, that's which so is exciting. Cool. And I'm just going to Ad Week, um, brand week in Miami. And like I'm one of the first like influencers that they're bringing there to like test it, test it out. And I think it's it's such an amazing opportunity. And that's what I want to do more of. Like one of my goals for next year is to speak on a panel at South by Southwest. Yes. And continuing to do like master classes, TED Talks. But, um, you know, if they want to hit me up, I'm here. Uh, we love a manifesting yeah. moment. Okay, we're going to wrap it up with a final game. Okay. You're doing amazing. Thank you. In hell. Be very comfortable in hell. I like yeah. that a lot. So we're going to play the seven deadly sins. Seven deadly sins. What are you greedy about? This is kind of difficult because I'm greedy about a lot of things. Mm. No, I'm kidding. Um, maybe like my time like spent with like my friends and like. I'm not like a needy friend. Mm -hmm. Do you have a group of people that you've like grown up with? Yeah, from first grade. Jelly. Yeah. Jealous. It's okay. I like, I'm that girl who like went to like three different high schools and stuff. And also New York is Yeah, crazy. but that makes you funny. Yeah, I had to like learn how to fit in with new groups and shit. Yeah. I, I joined a high school middle of junior year. That was social suicide. Are you good at saying no to things? No. Same. <laughs> I'm working on it. Except that was good. That was good. <laughs> um, who are you envious of? I don't know. I could go dark right now, but um, <laughs> and like depressing. Um, I I'm envious of people who get to share their success with their moms because my mom passed away, um, and people who still have their moms in their lives. But on like a pop culture level, I'm envious of Oprah because I think <laughs> that she has the best life. I love her. I'm obsessed with her. She just gets to talk to people for a living and just like chill at her beaches in Santa Barbara. Yeah. So there's like the depressing answer and the normal answer. But I also think there's you've spoken about that. Yeah, I'm so sorry about your mom. It's, I, I, I would like hope you had nothing to do with it no <laughs> <laughs> people my, say i'm sorry i'm just like Did, are you involved? i feel like you never know exactly what to say like my my husband because he's old both of his parents have passed away i don't know why i knocked on wood but <laughs> they're, they're, gone, by the <laughs> they're gone but like just in case he always talks about like how people act weird when mm -hmm. you tell them yeah but i feel like you speak on it and i've seen your comments of people being like oh my god you're going through something similar that i'm going yeah because you don't you almost I feel like people get afraid to make people uncomfortable saying like even just now you're like I don't get too dark yeah but it's like that's your truth yeah and I go to grief I'm a counselor at a grief camp and oh my god we, that's amazing we learn a lot about like how to make it less taboo in conversation and like if this is a little tip if anybody says like oh I lost my mom or I lost my parent or sibling uh, a great response to that would be like um wow I can't even imagine that can you tell me something about your person like can you tell me something about them rather than just being like because it is awkward like you know what I mean yeah so like that's a, a good tip if you're ever you in get, that I feel like I would burst into tears no 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 I'd be like get, she was amazing you get excited because you don't get to talk about them in yeah. conversation anymore and it's like it keeps their alive like, yeah yeah but they're like not but yeah, yeah but they're not but, but they're not <laughs> I, I do love 
finding humor oh, in yeah. it. There Come is, on. there 100%. is something there. Like my friends will be like, oh fuck, like I'm meeting my mom for lunch and she's not texting me back. I'm like, my mom dead has not answered me in eight years. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I think she needs a new ringtone. As a, she was a single mom with you. Yes. It sounds like she's a very incredible person. Yeah, I mean, I have single mom syndrome, which is like, I don't ask f- for help. And I kind of like, work my ass off like I watched her like work for everything mm-hmm. so it's I I think people who are raised by single moms are one hot as fuck mm-hmm. and two are successful I did date a guy who had has the same was like that was he hot yeah he was yeah see um obviously yeah <laughs> I mean what are you gluttonous about what do you overindulge in um reality tv sorry and um <laughs> fast food what's your favorite fast i'm food? the biggest fast food girl like uh i would say mcdonald's or chick-fil-a like i eat so poorly and then <laughs> i like ask myself why put on weight but um i'm just like yeah I this think- is my thing though i'm always like look it's actually not that many calories no yeah i'm like the, the plain cheeseburger from mcdonald's it's is like, not that many calories. calories but i guess like there's just yeah yeah Paige has gotten me onto mcdonald's like oh i'm obsessed after the boston show everyone's like come out with us and Paige looked at me and she's like i already ubered mcdonald's to the hotel we're not going anywhere yeah no. and it's it's a fun like reward yeah tv and fast food what is the last when's the last time you experienced extreme wrath or anger do you have a, an angry streak at all yeah. Oh my God. I suffer. You're from- Italian. Yeah. Yeah. Del Monte. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I actually yesterday. So I um was supposed to be sent clothes for this week and for Ad Week. They never came. Um, Are they lost? It's like still in FedEx because you know how FedEx is just like fucking cra- crazy. Um. My I was supposed to get my hair and makeup done for an event. Um. They both canceled last <gasps> minute. <gasps> Um, I had to run to Zara to get an outfit. I was sweating in the line. Like, We've all been there. It, you know, that was wrath. And then, like, of course, the, Zara it's the line. longest line it's ever oh, been. It was so long. And, and there's girl- like three people fighting about a return, and you're like, let's go. I know. A girl came up to me and was like, can I take a TikTok with you? And I'm like, sweating. Okay, and TikTok crying. is aggressive. I was like, what do you want me to say? She was like, I don't know. <laughs> what do you want me to say? But I mean, the fact that anybody even knows who I am is such a blessing. But I was just like, I'm really having a bad day. But yeah, of course. <laughs> that is the, that does happen to me occasionally. Like you're being walking down the street and you're so in your own in head Zara line. You're, yeah, that is like, like holding shit, full sweating. Trauma yeah. is in the Zara line, yeah. and yeah, people will be like suddenly excited to see you when you're like so not excited yeah. about the moment within yourself. Yeah, so that's a fun little like meta. Yeah, but I'm always honest. I'm like, oh my god, I'm in, like like. <laughs> I'm having a fucking horrible day, but it's so nice to meet you. I'll like, be like yelling at the, in the phone with someone and someone's like, oh my God, how did I take a photo? I'm like, hey. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, where the fuck is my Uber is? <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, when was the last time you were a sloth or like lazy, stayed in bed all day? Oh my God. All the fucking time. Like, I think that goes hand in hand with depression, but I love it. Um, probably when I was really hungover last weekend on Sunday, mm-hmm. I don't think... I left my apartment to walk my dog, but I don't think like besides that. I'm a very like high functioning depression as in like- That's amazing. I'm horizontal, but I'm on my computer like editing videos. But then when I'm not, I have the anxiety of like, should I be editing videos right now when really I'm just exhausted? Yeah. Well, that's, I think knowing when to like allow your body to rest is like massive. But then I take it, I take, they're giving me an inch, I take a mile. I'm like, I need to decompress. My thing is I'm either 150, like I'm out, I'm doing everything or I'm zero, like- my husband will be like, what's up? And I'm like, uh. so anyway, that's my own issues making um, it my hell. When was the last time you let your pride or your, your ego get in the way of something? 
I would say that goes back to yesterday with the wrath. Like I felt like I was so frustrated and so angry and walking around like I'm having the worst time, but it's like, I'm in New York right now about to go to a Forbes event mm -hmm. because like people are recognizing my career. Like that is the biggest blessing in the world. Like I was waitressing in December, like even just being here and not having to do traditional work is such a blessing, mm -hmm. but I was letting it get to my head being like, glam canceled, of course. It's like, what the fuck is glam? Like, I'm a bitch from New Hampshire. Like, this, like, you know what I mean? Like, this, it Dude, just gets The lifestyle's crazy because people will tell you once you start getting famous, like, well, you have to start doing this. It's like keeping up with the yeah. Joneses. Yeah, And then next thing you know, you turn to monster. Like, I I went to a bridal, I was at a, a bridesmaid for my friend's wedding in Michigan, mm -hmm. and all the like makeup people were starting and I like showed them a photo that I, of what I wanted and the other girls I'm like do you know of inspo that you like and they're like I'll oh, just do whatever to my face and I'm like oh my god I'm a monster yeah. I remember when I used to just not be care like that. But yeah I'm like this is what I'm going for the it's like Kaya today. Gerber yeah. and she's like I don't know if we can do that <laughs> Cindy Crawford yeah. when she was 18 yeah like so like this they're like no they're like like I'm just trying to do a I can barely do a they're like I don't have needles like I can't change your face if I can structure I can't give you chin like, like we work at Mac in Omaha like this is not it <laughs> oh god okay ooh when was the last time you lusted over someone okay this person I hope this person never watches this <laughs> Um, I lusted over somebody that I shouldn't be lusting over. Oh. Um, and naughty, naughty, naughty. Yeah. It was probably three weeks ago. Did you tell him? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and then like somebody else came to, um, visit him. Um, and so I was like, you know what? The I'm universe. The, next. the universe is. And then there's this really hot guy in my building. Cool. Who has like a great ass. Oh. Um, and I've been in the elevator with him a couple of times and I'm like sucking in and like putting like my tongue on my like <laughs> roof of my mouth so I don't look like I have a double chin. I'm like, you crack me up so yeah. much. Thank you. What's your type? <sighs> if you asked my friends what my type is, they'd be like, she's all over the board. But I feel like everybody, the one common thing is like they have to be like really funny and emotionally intelligent, which like doesn't ever happen, which is why I'm single. <laughs> which is like all my friends are like, oh, I want to hang out and meet some of your comic friends. And I'm like, I won't no, let you because like they'll ruin your life. Yeah. And I somehow married a comic, but like, you know, yeah. he's older. He's tired. Yeah. Final question for the little devils. When you're going through hell and you're in your dark mm -hmm. time, what's your best advice to cope? Um, I would say first and foremost to not be so hard on yourself because it's like if you're being so fucking hard on yourself and you're going through this hard time it's like would you speak that way to a friend like would you treat how you're treating yourself to somebody you love the answer is probably not so just try to treat yourself with the grace that you give the people that you love because you should love yourself the most and also I when I was really really bad I wake up in the morning and I have a journal and I just journal all of my intrusive thoughts like get it all fucking down on paper and just kind of like take everything that's in my brain and put it on paper mm -hmm. to get it out to start my day without having all those intrusive thoughts in my head and then do the same at the end of the day and see how things have changed and just show your growth throughout the day and you see the brain is so malleable yeah just like get that shit out oh, i love that so much yeah robin where can people follow you watch you give me all the deets okay cool um it's at girl boss town g-i-r-l-b-o-s-s-t-o-w-n on tiktok and instagram mm -hmm. 
I'm from, like, I live in Boston, so it was originally, like, Girl Boston, but, like, mm-hmm. nobody knows that, so they think I'm just, like, calling myself a girl boss, but, like, it works for the brand. Um, and, yeah, you guys can see me on your FYP. Are you going to come out with any merch or anything? Um, yes. Maybe. I'm so excited. I'm just yes. so excited to see what evolves. Follow her. It is so fucking worth it. Thank you for coming to hell. Thank you for having me. You crushed it. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> 